Because I've been in those situations where nobody, I, I feel like I couldn't get help if I could just catch a break. Your parents have bailed me out of that before. I remember going to FAM and I think I needed like a $500, $600 to get back in school. I don't know how much it was out. And we didn't have it at the time. But your mom was like, how much is it? All right. You say, can, you, can I pay over the phone? Because she's almost like, get me off the phone. What do you need? This dude has had a rough time going and he just needs a break. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Well, quite a bit, man. Uh, I'm just very, very excited. I can't remember if I talked about it on the show, but I definitely spoke to Razio about it, man. Like a couple of months ago, I had the idea to refinance the house, sign the final paperwork yesterday morning. So I'm just excited at the money I'm about to stay. That <laughs> excites me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked into that too, but I think we're trying to move in the next three to four years and I think Rosie, like we're crunching the numbers, it really didn't make sense. So, you I mean you got, but you got the the mansion, so that's your your long term house. Oh, I don't have yeah, a mansion, first off, and but second, an estate. I mean, we we uh we purchased back in like 2011. I don't have an estate in, so you know the rates are very different today than they were nine years ago. So we took advantage of it, man, and it worked out. So just happy yeah. about that. Yeah, anybody who's thinking about refinancing now is probably one of the better times to refinance. I mean, you could get, you know, mid high twos, low threes. Uh, if you've got pretty good, a really good credit, even if you got okay credit, you can get in the, the mid threes, which is really good from a historical basis. Um, so now's the time refinance, pull some cash out. If you've been in the house for a little while and consolidate some debt, Why you know, lower your payments. Say what? Why wouldn't they refinance? The only thing I would say refinance, like you said, Ferg, is if if you're going to be moving in the next two to three years, because your break even point for refinancing is usually about four to five years. So because uh, even though you're refinancing and there's no out of pocket expense, a lot of times what ends up happening is they charge you say closing costs uh and it may be five thousand dollars six thousand dollars or whatever in those closing costs they they put it into the loan into the refinance so you don't have to pay anything but that is money that you paid it's just in the new loan and so you know whatever money you're saving from refinancing there that's what they call a break-even point is how much you save say you save three hundred dollars four hundred dollars a month in your mortgage by refinancing well it's going to take you you know 10 payments, 11 payments to, to cover that closing cost. So that's, that's what you want to make sure is that whatever closing costs that you pay, you can cover that with the money you saved uh, over the next, you know, four years, three, four years. And then that's when you will actually, it makes sense to go ahead and sell the house if you need to or whatever. So just, just crunch the numbers and make sure that you're saving uh, enough to offset the closing costs before you think you're going to sell the house. Especially if that uh, interest rate is not a huge gap. Yeah, yeah. That that's what that interest rate difference is what tells you how much you're going to save. So if your big rule of thumb is it if you are saving more than a half a percent, it might make sense. 
Uh, if you're saving more than 1%, you can probably save, you know, your break even is probably going to be like a year and a half, two years, because 1% interest is a big, big difference in how much interest you pay on a house. So that's why you got to look at the, the difference in the interest rate and then how much money you're saving on your payment every month. I would definitely say it's just worth looking into and then make the decision from there. But anybody listening, at least look into it because I did this just off of a conversation with a coworker and, you know, here I am. So definitely look into it. So Rise, we've been in five years. If I can save 1%, even if I'm leaving in three years. Yeah, it might make sense. Truthfully. We'll see. Yeah. I'll blame you. I mean, get your quote run your numbers and then we'll talk and then I'll let you know if it makes sense or not. Like that, right, like by right. said, t- 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 it, it doesn't hurt you to look into it. it. It's a single credit pool. A lot of times uh, it's not going to break or break your credit score. Go ahead and look into it. Let them pull your score so they can give you a, um, a quote and then run numbers and everything and then make the decision. All righty. All so, right. What you got for us, man? I got two things, man. So one is, I want to talk about how the army screwed me one last time before uh, letting me out. So I am officially retired. Uh, I am out of the army now. Congrats. So yeah, let's get high, whatever. But, um, you know, whatever it is, no BBVA compass. I do not smoke. I'm just letting y'all know that, you know, but, uh, anyway, um, like what happened was I was on the army's insurance and, I put in all my retirement paperwork and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And all of a sudden Haley goes to pick up a prescription and they're like, yeah, your insurance is uh, canceled. So call trying to figure that out. Come to find out my retirement paperwork went through. Nobody contacted me. I didn't know anything about it. And they canceled my insurance without me knowing it. And so I ended up having to go, go ahead and do my life event change, jump through hoops. So it's no big deal. I'm covered by my company. So it's not a huge issue. The problem is that, that nobody contacted me to let me know my paperwork was done and I was actually out of the army and that I needed to go ahead and start uh, working on getting my insurance transferred over. So if something had happened, um, you know, one of us got sick or something True. like that, we wouldn't have been covered by insurance and that would have been huge for us and so you know just one last little screw you from the army right before they let me out well it's the army way bro yeah yeah it's so exactly and at this point you're no benefit to them anymore so why would they take care of you yeah yeah exactly all you you do is cost them money at this point man it's 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 harsh but you know 20 21 years and you know two deployments and a broken body broken mind and they just still just like you say it's eh you're no use to us anymore. So screw you, Army. And oh, but on a higher note, I just want to say Jabos are coming back. So y'all going to get some? Okay. I, I, haven't, what, I haven't seen that memo. Who, who who said they're coming back? They're coming back. They're relaunching. Um, they've got like a slimmer fit to them, but they still have the straps and everything. So uh, yeah, <laughs> the painter's loop. Painter's loop. <laughs> no, not just the painter's loop. You know, Jabos had those like full straps around the legs yeah. and uh, and around the ankles. And so, yeah, they still have those straps, but yeah, they're more form fitted, slimmer fit. Um, I don't know, man. They look kind of hot. I, I saw a lot of people saying that they were pretty. Uh, they're pretty so, nice. Sounds like you just want permission to get a pair. So go ahead and get you a pair, bro. No, nah, man. Are we too old? Like, it, it, <laughs> I feel like our age group is the group that's going to jump out and go get them. I'm not getting into Jabos. Hey man, I'm, did you I'm, have a pair of Jabos? 
when they I were hot. Afford, I don't think I could afford Jabos. Those I might have had one. They were expensive, man. I might have had a pair, and if I did, I probably got them from TJ Maxx, so they were probably Jabot. <laughs> <laughs> they are probably uh, what, what were they? They'll have the brand, but they were probably uh, irregular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> one leg longer than the other. 32, <laughs> 32, 33, 37. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, Jabot was never my thing. Um, but that, that's that's hilarious, bro. So I will let me know when you get your Jabos. Are you going to get some Jabot uh, sweats too? Since you just all your Jabot fan now? No, uh, no, nah, nah. I mean, I, if if I could see Jabos getting elevated to thoughtwear anyway. So, you know, I, I once they and, once they get that, that's when I go grab some, I guess. Oh, so you just not they they need to meet your criteria. Yeah, they need to meet my thoughtness so that uh I I can get some. That's thoughtful of you, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I they'll I'll match them. I'll I'll pair them with my Fenty underwear. <sighs> oh, you got a pair? Nah, nah. As soon as I, I can find say, some, those, those I'm sold them out, man. They sold yeah. out so fast, but I'm yeah, going to get some. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> hey man, he took us there, yo. <laughs> he did. He's rising. Well, my big thing is anybody that knows me, I'm a This Is Us fan. So I'm all I can say is nigga. Uh, yeah. That that's that woof. Episode one, episode two, like, dude. I mean, I went through bad nigga. It might have been the best written television episode of this year uh, on network TV, at least. Yeah. I know everybody loves Lovecraft Country, but as far as the subtleties and how they wrote in uh, Black Lives Matter and everything, like it didn't just slam you in the face. Like it gradually build up and just let you know how a lot of us feel like you don't have any outlet. You just have to internalize it. And then you have to worry about everybody else's feelings. Sometimes it was, it was, it was perfectly written to me, man. Yeah. I mean, that show, it took me now memory lane of just the last call it six, seven months. Like you forgot. I forgot. Who was it? Uh, Beth mentioned they got, uh, got the COVID. Cause remember when people call it the COVID? No, no, the Rona. The, the yeah. Rona. The Rona. Mm-hmm. I forgot what what star got it. Tom Hanks was that? Who was? It? Yeah. Like yeah. I remember. I remember. Remember those days when with the stars got it, and you like, oh, it is real. They got Tom Hanks got the Rona. Mm-hmm. We thought it was serious, but when we start seeing celebrities and people get it, it's like, man, it's crazy. But they did a great job of bringing that in. The last ten seconds of the show. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, what? I'm looking forward to exploring that. That's yeah. Gonna, yeah, that's I, gonna be I, nice. I, it, it's cool. It's funny though because my parents just started watching it, and um, like so they're back on season one right now, and I I didn't know that they had kind of that black experience on Showcase, or I mean I knew I re- but I didn't remember. But do you guys remember the scene where William? is just meeting Randall and Randall's taking William out to go get clothes. And he gave that, that monologue about, you know, Oh, you think because I was raised by white parents that I don't live my life as a black man. Like I don't see that guy, um, you know, the store clerk over there watching us. I don't see the microaggressions and started kind of explaining all of them. He's like, I'm a black man. I got to live that my life all day long. So they've been hitting us with this from the start. 
Uh, and like you like you said, Byron, it's just the subtlety of it doesn't slam it right in your face, and so it doesn't turn off those viewers that might not want to watch because it's too black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because you know he's going through it. I mean, you know he he's a black man in America. I mean, it is what it is. They show those those moments of anguish that he goes through, those uncomfortable moments he's going through as an as a child, but you. You that this last episode just showed him it just pouring out like I was telling Z like we're exhausted. He he's spoken up like I think the presidency the the pandemic the George Floyd thing all of it just he couldn't hold back anymore. The same way most of us have grown up being black in America all our lives. This I think this last year just made it. I mean it just put everything on another level where you just can't, I can't hold it in anymore. I, in the same way I've seen other, other cultures, like, oh, it's so horrible what's going on. He's like, this is not the fl- first black dude to die. Like when he said that, it made me think of so many conversations that I've had, or I wanted to have, have had with other people. It's like, yes, this was, this was horrible with George Floyd, but this ain't the first one, you know? So I don't know. Um, this is us people if you have not watched it start season one you will not regret it uh, I think Byron is officially a fan now I've always been a fan I mean my only and I don't even know this is a criticism I think it's a show that has uh, some hateable characters like I don't like Kate oh, definitely <laughs> you know what definitely. I mean <laughs> like and I remember it was a, a episode of Blackish where uh, the wife tells uh, Andre, she's like, you only like the black scenes. That's the only, that's the only, I'm like, yo, that's me. <laughs> that was that was recent. I just feel like I just watched that a few, yeah. a few weeks, uh, about a week or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always been a good show. And I, you know, William, you said you said your parents are watching season one, Rising, so they, they get to experience William. That was like my favorite character, so. Yeah, well, Beth, Beth is my favorite. Beth, then William, then I think maybe Toby. Like Toby's funny. You can't you can't not like Toby, yo. Yeah. Like, you can't like Toby. Yeah. Oh, the whole the whole McGill thing. Like I remember my first like oof. Oof. And um, well, like I said, great show. I'm gonna make a quick this this ep- uh this episode on our last great divide. Unless you guys had anything you wanted to bring up. Do you guys have anything that you want to bring us together in this moment of clarity and this moment of unity we need coming into this election week. Cause we haven't even said that this is election week. When this show drops, it will be November 2nd, yeah. the day before the, 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 the election 2020 that will probably shape our livelihood for the foreseeable future. I, um, I got nothing. I got nothing. Rising. You you got it. Mine is very simple. Very simple. Never met a cat person I trust. Never dated a cat people. I just don't trust cat people. People that own cats should not be allowed to vote. Damn. <laughs> they make bad decisions, bro. No, well, you Why would cat- you want a cat? Like, oh, so yeah. it, it could it could be just one cat. It's not people that have like a plethora of cats. Like just yeah, one. I don't like you know, the cat lady. 
Yeah. I've never known anybody that had just one cat. <laughs> Come on, Fur. I mean, I don't like cats either, but <laughs> I know that's the... how many cats, are, cats have... are okay. They're, like, I don't like them either, but they're, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay when you see them walking down the street, but why would you want to own one? Mm. You yeah, you gotta have to find a cat lover because yeah. I, I, I don't know either. How many of your how many friends do you have that are cat lovers? Like I find out people I found out like after the fact that people are like, oh you don't have a cat, like I would have never I would have never guessed that. Like being a cat lover is almost like being a, a young republic. Like you just you, I would never <laughs> like usually like I just it's like a shocker. Like I will say though, black people inherently don't trust people that have cats that bring food to the potluck. Oh, you got cats? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man? Don't trust them. Skip right over this dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just happen to have a tuna casserole. Not gonna eat it. How many cat people do you know, Rosie? I I know about five. In your whole life, you know five cat people. Byron, how many cat people you got? I don't really. Exactly. I don't know any. <laughs> I can't think of any at least. Exactly. Yeah. But you want to defend them. I mean, it's just they're pets, man. People love cats. No. I guess cat people do better. There's dogs. There's all kind of dogs, and I feel like all cats are the same. Like Ollie wants a snake. That kind of that kind of freaks me out. Snakes are cooler than cats. That is true. Snakes are cooler. You know, cats just and then they have a horrible attitude. It's just like there's nothing. I don't know, cat people. Let's go ahead and pay some bills and get this show started because obviously I'm the only person that feels this way. I don't know how many cat listeners we got, but <laughs> I lost them. <laughs> they can't go come for you, though. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're back. Um, three brothers, no sense. We do not have Sophie here today. So uh, Rizy is going to give us a joke. But speak before that, how was Halloween, man? Oh, man, it was good. It was good. It was fun. The kids talked me into letting them go trick or treat. I, I fought it down to the last minute, but we hit the zoo and did kind of what they call boo at the zoo. That was fun. They just walked around and, you know, all the scary stuff. There. That was fun. It was super packed, but, um, mm. you know, they, they had a good time and I, I set that up so that they could have some fun on, um, Halloween, but I set it up with their cousins. And while they were there, they all plotted to stay together after the zoo. And so they ended up over their house. So we ended up going with them trick or treating. Uh, so they had a good time. It was, it was, it was hard because you guys know that like Jenica always makes such a huge deal about pretty much every holiday and pretty much anything. She was just extra. But um, Halloween was one of her favorites. And I've come to the conclusion that she is the fun one. I know, what took you, I know what took you so long to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just it's one of those things that it's just one more mask that I got to put on one more 
thing that I got to worry about is trying to make sure that they have fun uh, because I, I just just don't worry about it as much. And so but that's a good thing for me, because then I don't necessarily have to worry or or think about her not being there because I'm so wrapped up in making sure they're having fun. So that helps kind of get my mind off of her not being there and just concentrating on how do I make this fun for them? So we did We Bear Bears. Um, and so we posted the little pic of the, the We Bear Bears stacked up and we, yeah. we stacked up. And <laughs> so that was fun. So, yeah, they had a good time and they ended up spending the night over there. And so, yeah, they had they had a full weekend out of it. So, yeah, it was good, man. What about y'all? Byron, you hey. said y'all y'all's was a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. First off, kudos to you, man, for trying to keep it going and everything, man. Look, they had a good time. We had a good time. It was Jasmine's birthday, and um, she just, you know, she just was so appreciative and just. What kind of car did y'all buy her? She had so much fun. <laughs> Please don't listen to Ferg out. First off, Rosie is the rich one, so I don't even know why he's putting it all on me. Probably a uh, Jeep wagon. That's why you uh, don't want to tell nobody. Dude, she really wants that Jeep wagon. I ain't talking about Jasmine. I'm talking about her mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, we had a good time. We carved pumpkins. Her best friend came over, um, ordered pizza. We watched, uh, we did like a movie night. And we watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. That was my first time ever seeing that. And the, the moments where she lets me like baby her or whatever are so rare now. And she just was like, Daddy, come sit over here. So I have to really cherish these moments now. So I was just loving life, man. The fact that she wanted to be next to me. So it, it was a great time, man. Great time. If y'all could see the smile on his face. <laughs> that made his day. So she'll get the car next year. You know, car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's you getting a car. When she turns 16, she's getting a car. It's yeah, just she, what car she's getting. Yeah, she didn't want to hand me downs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now, uh, it was good for us too, man. Um, we actually got with our COVID couples and had a little mini Halloween party with us and uh, three other couples and their kids and Sky Sky dressed up as Tinkerbell. TJ was Captain Hook because he's ultimately a villain. But it was just it was we had fun. We went over there, they made cookies, painted pumpkins, we drank. We had a we had a good time, man. We stayed out late and just relaxed and it was just good to kind of get away. And I think we're most people are excited about getting past Halloween and getting into the holiday season because I know I need it. I need some holiday cheer. I need a I need to be a holiday cheermeister or something. So um excited about that too. I think I'm excited about this is my favorite time of year. Uh right after Halloween, kicking off Thanksgiving, which is I think my favorite holiday and Christmas. So I'm I'm definitely excited. I didn't dress up. Byron, your Tupac imitation was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, that junk had me rolling and I I will do a costume. Next year. Did you guys see any good costumes out there? I tell you what, on the uh, Three Brothers page, somebody, I can't remember who it was, but their whole family posted as the Pac-Man characters. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, man. So yeah. I, I I enjoyed that. Somebody had like a real good Batman look like it wasn't the cheap Batman costume. Like, <laughs> like they could have been a stunt double on Dark Knight, bro. <laughs> so it was some pretty good ones out there. Yeah, I saw some good ones. One of the bros dressed up as 
his family as uh, married with children. That had me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that, had, nice. that had me rolling. I saw one lady uh, dress her daughter up as, I guess, Brianna Taylor. That that messed with me. I saw that too. That just uh, and they didn't even say her name. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, feeling that one. I didn't even like the uh, the Topsy and Bopsy stuff. I didn't see any of those. Yeah, I saw Maybe a lot I'll of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those of you who don't know, Topsy and Bopsy, they were the um, the Piccanini folks from Lovecraft Country. So it's supposed to be like a horror take on it, but it's still kind of feeling a little bit Sambo-ish and, and like blackface-ish. So that a lot of folks are kind of torn on it. Yeah, I guess I have mixed emotions on that because I think it was I almost hate to say it, it was like the N-word where we embraced it, took it took it and made it our own thing type thing. Uh, but uh, I didn't like Topsy and Bopsy because they creeped the hell out of me and I probably would have swung on somebody. Yo, some things Halloween is Halloween is low-key and maybe it's always been, but it's like it's turning to a family day. Like you got adults that like to dress up, of course the kids do, man. And just seeing all of the the pictures and stuff, I'm like, this is kind of like a family day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and, and, and truthfully, the thing about it is that's how it was back in the day until you know your your hyper religious folks caught on and was like, no, it's the devil and everything. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, the church actually made Halloween to combat the devil worship part of it, like all, all saints day and all that good stuff. So it's one of those things that the church created Halloween and then the church came back and said, no, it's, it's devil worship. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't have it both ways. Church. <laughs> Why you say church so hard? <laughs> <laughs> when did it start rising around Gen X? Did they do it or they uh, for this uh, anti-Halloween I hate to say it, but I, I think so. Actually, and Gen X is the ones that came out and tried to like make it a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Gen X, man, they're messing yeah, up stuff. So we didn't dress up this year, but I think we're gonna do something next year. Uh, I did a like I like you said, Byron. Seeing the families do it, um, I think we're gonna do something next year. And I think more so, twenty twenty has taught us to kind of embrace those moments. Yeah. Um, especially, hopefully, this time make sure we're back to some 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 normality that that we can go out and trick or treat and do those type things where we can you know really celebrate. I think that was the biggest thing was the fact that we really couldn't do anything, and so it just kind of uh, brought us down to the point point was like why go invest in more uh, costumes, but. So we're going to bring it back. Rozzy, do you have a good joke for us? I mean, it's a joke. I don't know if it's good, but we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. So uh, just quick, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. Uh, why shouldn't you fart in the Apple store? Uh, something about a virus, maybe. Uh, yeah. No, no. Because they don't have windows. <laughs> 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 I don't even know if that was bad or good. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. You know what though? All of our guests like his jokes. Like the homie Mike James, uh, Renata. Like they, 
so maybe 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 it's me and you, Fur. Maybe it's me and you. It might y'all be. Don't, it y'all might, don't have a it, sense of humor. That's all it no, is. No, no. It, it it might be. Or they look at Riley like the little kid in church and it was like a bless his heart type thing. Let him use you. That's all, that's all right. That's all right. That was a that was a a better one. That was a better one. That was a better one. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. You know. Okay, so let's jump into it. Like I said, this is a week. Uh, this will drop the day before election twenty twenty. So we were having this conversation last night, um, more so about like anybody that can vote for Trump in the aftermath or whatever's going to happen. And so my question to you guys is: Do you think? Donald Trump is more dangerous in office or out of office. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Um, possibly out of office because we've seen him in office and it's pretty dangerous. It's pretty dangerous. But there there are times when he's had to be railed in. So like when he suggested we could inject ourselves with disinfectant, he didn't do any of those press conferences for a while. He left it to Fauci and uh, what's her name? Dr. Burke, Burks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there are times where he gets pulled back. Like he wanted the military parade on Pennsylvania Avenue and they're like, yo, we can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So there are times that they have checked him, believe it or not. If he's not in office, you know, Who's going to check him? And and he's he's going to still have those followers when he's not in. It's not like they're going to be like, well, he's not president anymore. Like, No, they're going to still follow his every word and he can be as reckless as he wants to. And that right there is super dangerous. Anything compared to him being president. With that said, I still don't want him to be president so he can go out there and just be as dangerous as he want to be. But to answer your question, I think the argument can be made that he's probably more dangerous out of office. Uh, I'm going to go to the other side. I'm going to say that he's more dangerous in office. I think there's a danger time if he gets voted out where the transition period where he can do some crazy stuff before he actually leaves in January. But he loses a lot of the power that comes along with the administration and the presidency when he's not in office anymore. So everybody knows that a, a president's second term, they get more reckless. They, they, they push things that, you know, they had to hold off for so that they could actually try to get a second term. Uh, so they had to, they had to slow play it a little bit and get reeled in as Byron says. But the thing about it is if he gets reelected, who going to check him, boo. Like that's a, my thing is it, it's like the people said they want more of me. They love me. Ain't nobody to come in, coming to see Otis. They coming to see Donald. And so the thing about it is he is going to want to go above and beyond and go harder. And the he has the power of the presidency to do a lot more executive orders. He has the um, Justice Department. He you know th- that is where you're going to see a lot of protesters starting to get tried you got the aca uh coming up and so obamacare and he's as the president he's going to be pushing against that and and so i think when you talk about 
dangerous. He has the the nuclear war codes and he has the military that he can actually push into uh, some of these areas. The, the, the problem is that he wants to use the military on U.S. soil instead of going out like he he hasn't started a war. Right. Um, that, that's that's one of their talking points. He's one of the only presidents that hasn't included us in a war. But the problem is he, he likes to use the military on our soil, uh, whereas most presidents don't because it's technically illegal. So but, you know, legal is a, a sliding scale with him anyway. Um, so when you talk about him being out of office, yeah, he's going to he, he'll have that big bullhorn. He'll have those militia. Uh, but he doesn't have the power of the actual presidency behind him to to cause as much chaos as I think he could, he he'd be able to do if he stayed in. So I'm on the other side of that. I think you make some great points, too. And I intentionally didn't use the who going to check me boo line because I just knew something told me <laughs> that that's perfect for Rosie to use. <laughs> um, and I agree. I, I think you actually are right. And I'm wrong on this answer. But I will say that. For anyone that agrees with you, don't think that he still won't have influence on uh, these elections because he still when these Republicans are in these tight races, he still can mobilize voters on who they should or shouldn't vote for. And these politicians, as you as you've seen with him in office, care a lot about that. So he will still have that power. But I think Razio made a better argument than I did. So. Well, I think it all comes down to his base. So let me give you guys a little what's going on in Texas. So yesterday, Biden's campaign was supposed to go to Austin to kind of do a rally. You know what happened there? Oh, yeah. They 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 like tried to there was a motorcade that tried to like knock cars off the street and everything. Um, they ended up having to cancel the, the rally, right? They had to call the police to escort them. To a safe haven because the cars outnumber the police 50 to one. Like these people are emboldened. Um, right now in Houston, there is a Trump rally. Um, and they pretty much shut down I-45 and 610. And people, police chief basically said, stay home. These are the people that he can garner their support once he's out of office because they took me from you. He's going to be a living martyr. Like he's more dangerous because like you said, to me, to the base, like there's things like, yes, ACA, he can't touch that like that. He won't have the military backing, but straight danger to your daily lifestyle, your well-being, little, small, little uprisings, to me, that's where he's most dangerous to the point where the next presidential election, if he loses this one, if you're the Republican candidate, it's going to behoove you to be in Trump's good graces. I think if this dude continues to have the power and the pull he has, like people are going to be... Trump's going to be the Republican Illuminati. Like he has so much of a base that I feel like people can't afford to go against him, especially now that he doesn't have to play ball. Yeah, I I do think Trump's going to take Reagan's spot. Trump is going to be the new Reagan for them. Yeah. 
And think about how Barack is speaking at these rallies for Biden. 2024, when you got Trump speaking at your rally and he's complete, he's been building his base because now that's now that he's not president or he if he's not president, if he's not president, he can devote all his time to going out there just wrecking shop and building his credentials and building his base even stronger because he's going to make money as a public speaker from here on out just being Trump. And think about it. This this was a small thing, but before he became president as a private citizen, he forced the current president of the United States to show his birth certificate. And that was before he had like this huge following. Now he was able to do that. So, uh, that dude put it like this after November 3rd, even if he loses, I don't think he fully goes away. He's not going away. And he's more because now he can go to those rap because when he preaches, they stole the election from me. And doesn't everybody in here think I won? Don't you guys want me to be president? Don't you want me there for the long term? Wasn't I sticking up for you? Because now these conspiracy theorists and these people that think the the new the fake news and all that stuff were again, now they really have a rallying cry. They have a rallying call. The Proud Boys can really they don't have to stand by anymore. Like I think this dude, I mean, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. I will give you this. The only reason I might be swayed is you're talking about ACA. Trump's more dangerous in office simply because I do not feel comfortable with him navigating us through this pandemic. And you have, and I think to me, for no other reason, he should almost be disqualified. Like, you know what? He doesn't like the black people either, but he's letting white people die too. Like how you can feel comfortable saying this guy is your your best hope to help us get through this pandemic. And he has shown. Yeah, I'm drinking a Kool-Aid and there's something I'm missing. No, we're missing. But this dude has done a piss poor job like he hasn't gotten any better. Maybe COVID would have caught him off guard the first month, month and a half. Like, you know what? I had no idea about this crazy. And you 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 start turning the the, the, the corner. I think they said, what, 30,000 people contracted the COVID virus at his rallies at, what, 15 rallies, 18 rallies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And it just, yeah, I mean, and to me, either way, he has shaped the, unless the the next Republican candidate tries to go back to some kind of, I don't know, moral value, has some kind of moral values, he has shaped the outcome of America for the foreseeable future. Like, he did I don't that with, think... his, with his Supreme Court picks. Yeah. So the, the Democrats definitely need to pack the court. Uh, pack the we'll court. talk about that, I'm sure, next um, next week. So, um, but yeah, they they definitely need to. If they don't pack the court, I'm voting Republican here or not. I know because they don't win, so it don't make no sense. Might as well just get on board. That's all I got, fellas. Which I got. Who, who's next on the MIC? Uh, I I can go next. Uh, kind of stand with the. Theme somewhat. Um, so everybody has been lumping these four guys into one, but to me, they all—they're all separate, um, separate things that happen. So Fifty Cent, 
I felt like jokingly endorsed Trump in a way when he saw um, the, the tax plan. Ice Cube didn't even meet with Trump. He met with like members of his administration in trying to implement some of his black contract with uh, black America contract with America. And we know Kanye met with Trump when he first got elected. And then, of course, the ladies, yep, my, man, my man, Lil Wayne, <laughs> I got to I got to put that out there. I am a Lil Wayne fan. Um, but I guess my simple question to you guys is, are you mad at any of these rappers for what they said or them endorsing uh, Trump? And why? Why are you why? Why are you mad? And why are you mad? I I think we have to stop lumping them together. Like you said, uh, uh, yes, I'm mad at Kanye. Yeah. Well, I know you mad at Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm mad at Kanye. Uh, I'm mad at Lil Wayne, but at the same time, it's like uh, Lil Wayne doesn't carry for me or, and, and I think for most people, the seriousness of Kanye, because people did really kind of get behind Kanye when he did the whole, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. He had kind of a, a, at least a little political capital with when he spoke versus Lil Wayne that everybody's like, nigga's a crackhead. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, not not a lot of people is worried about him uh, on that political realm. So I don't think a lot of people are, are going to be swayed by him. So that's why I guess I'm not as worried about him. Like you said, I'm not mad at Ice Cube at all. Because Cube just said, here's my contract. I, whoever want to talk about it, here's what I think need to happen. Yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going I'm to talk about what I think needs to happen. If you put it in your plan or not, that's on you. He did uh, not endorse Trump. Like people right. keep saying it. He did not endorse Trump. Right. That's what that's what I mean. So he never endorsed him. He had a plan and he talked to whoever he needed to talk to about getting it done. And like he even said, it, he was like, I'm going to talk to who has the power to actually enact this thing. So right now, if you know they wanted to talk to me and he was like i was hoping that they would instead of trying to make it a plan they would try to put some of these things in place before the election to start showing that you know they want to do it and so that was uh what he thought would happen so i'm i'm all for it i think that makes sense for him to do that um and then who else is it now, who am i missing 50, 50 cent 50 cent like you said i think that was a joke I, I i think he was like look i want my taxes like i i, I think we've said the same thing Personally, I want my taxes lowered too. Like I'm, I'm all for that. But he was like, I don't think he was into to the point where he's like, yes, I'm a flat out endorser. Because if you look, he said a bunch of stuff before that that he didn't support him, and then he came back right after and said, I still don't support him. So I, I think it was a joke. I don't think it was. I think it was taken out of context a little bit from from his his perspective. So I'm not mad at him either. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it like this. Um, this is my disclaimer. And I'm not mad at any, Well, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not mad at any of them in particular. And this is I'm going to tell you the reasons why. But this is my disclaimer is I don't think our uninformed black voters are any smarter than the uninformed white voters that fall for the dumb shit that Trump says. So people who are looking for somebody to guide them and tell them what they should believe and what they should think don't necessarily know all the facts. Just like all these people that are supporting Trump because they're familiar with him and they like what he stands for will follow this guy to the ends of the earth. 
for whatever reason. Like you were saying, it started with, you know, the the birthers, you know, like he had all these people just questioning Obama's uh, nationality for no reason. There's nothing behind it. And so when you have these other people, like they didn't know what the hell's going on. But when you have these other black voters who might not know what's going on, but they know who 50 is, they know who Yay is, they know who Weez is, they know who Ice Cube is, even if they were joking or had, I think you have to be very clear of your intent. Like 50, like, I think he was joking, but you got to be clear. You got to make sure people understand that because we can't, we can't afford to let people think that you were serious and they trust 50 more than Biden. I don't trust Trump. I don't trust Biden, but I trust 50. So I'm going I'm to listen to him. Wayne, I mean, he is a crackhead, but at the same time, you have to be, you, Hey, you know what? I'm a multimillionaire and I'm not trying to see the 60% tax. It, 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 it crushes me, but they ain't going to do for y'all. Like you, you almost, I feel like you have to be clear in your messaging. Did I say Kanye yet? You did. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Like this dude, because he had, I think he had a group of people that followed him. Like he was at one point, like Roger said, he, he had political capital when he came up and said, George Bush don't like, doesn't like black people. Like, well, like, okay, this dude's trying to speak up for us and stuff like that. And hopefully nobody's taking him seriously, but I think he was intentional. So that's my only thing. I think out of all three, all, all four of them, he was the only one that was intentionally trying to say, go support Trump or now support himself. I don't know what's, I don't know. I don't know what we're saying with that now. Yeah. Is he telling us to support Trump or himself now? He, well, he confuses me because he's running for president. So you're running to take his job. So can, can you endorse somebody whose job you're trying to take? I, I don't know. So that's why I, I, mm. And Ice Cube, Ice Cube is the the to me the anomaly out of all this. He's the standout where we don't always have the facts. We just same thing. You got to be clear, you know. And maybe he was, but we, you know, we take it and run with it. Is hey, I'm not endorsing Trump, but I am, and I am willing to talk to anybody who's going to do right by my people. And so here, here, here are my suggestions. Here are the things I put in. I want to bring to your attention. Who wants to talk to me? Who wants to sit down and really discuss this seriously? But my big, my biggest fear is is so many people who are uninformed and get their knowledge and their opinions on things from other places. That Wayne, no matter no matter if he made that comment or not, if Trump wins or Trump loses, his ta- that's what's going to decide his taxes. So he doesn't have to put that out there. Like 50 doesn't have to put that out there. Like when you have that, that potential power, you have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful because people will listen to you and take your, your, your joke the wrong way. Is it unfair to a certain extent? Yeah. But with great power comes great responsibility. And to there's people out there listening to 50. There's people out there listening to Wayne and it's scary. Cause every, well, I guess every vote counts. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
just to kind of go over all of them like Rodney did, I, I too felt like 50 was just joking and I didn't really take him that seriously. Ice Cube, so me personally, I would not have met with Trump because I feel like he's shown a pattern of only meeting with prominent black people, but just using them for a photo op. He met with Jim Brown. Like Jim Brown is the OG. If if Jim Brown couldn't get him to implement any meaningful change and all he did was take a picture with him, then to me that tells me, okay, he's not serious. But I'm not mad at Ice Cube for, for trying that. I will just say that had Ice Cube looked at Joe Biden's plan that is on uh, that's on his website, uh, if he looked at some of the plans the Congressional Black Caucus has, then maybe I think he could have consulted with them more and seen that there were already plans out there like his contract uh, with with Black America already out there. So it's kind of like the chick that went viral. Like you can't sit down with your oppressors and expect them to be your saviors. Saviors. So Kanye, Kanye is Kanye, man. I think you guys both hit it like. He did have that 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 credibility at first. Like it wasn't just that he said Bush didn't, doesn't care about black people, but it was the passion that led up to that line when he was saying, you know, I just got off the phone with my agent and I'm trying to see what's the most that I can financially give, you know, without breaking myself. But I'm trying to give as much as I possibly can. Like he spoke so unscripted and, and with so much passion that, yeah, we was rocking with him. So it was kind of, you know, a, a kick in the gut when we saw him posing with Kanye and wearing that hat. Lil Wayne always high, man. Like, seriously, like, seriously, like, for the last 10, 15 years, all Lil Wayne raps about is eating and getting high. So, and he's already said what he said about Black Lives Matter a few years ago. He has a different take on police in general. A police officer literally saved his life. Um, there's no way in hell... Lil Wayne read the platinum plan. Like that's what his tweet said. I met with Trump and after reading his platinum plan, he's going to, hey, you know, well, he ain't read that platinum plan. So you, you just, you cannot take him seriously whatsoever. It was disappointing to see, can't take him seriously. And I, I saw everybody like real upset, but like name the last profound thing you heard Lil Wayne say ever. So, like, your expectation should have never been there with Lil Wayne. But I will say this, and this is why people are mad or should be mad, even with 50 Cent, who I think was just joking. We've talked about how the Trump campaign in 2016 got 14% of the black male vote. They feel like they can get 20% this year. When he meets with these individuals like that, yeah, it's not going to sway the majority of us, but it could sway enough to bump him up to that 20%. And that's what makes it dangerous. And like you said, Ferg, that's when you need to make clear what, even if you want to make the joke or whatever, you need to come back and make it clear. Look on the, on the real, I'm not supporting a man that called Nazis good people. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to support a man that took three days to denounce the Ku Klux Klan. I'm not going to do it. So that's the kind of stuff that you got to put out there. And that's why it's dangerous. I made a post that said, you know, a lot of black women are feeling like black men don't really want equality. They just want better access to patriarchy. And right on time, black men objected to that. And 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 when when you have these rappers doing stuff like this, meeting with a man that has shown you he doesn't care about black lives in particular, then it kind of makes them say, well, hey, you're really just only looking out for the black male, the male species. You're not looking out for true racial equality. 
And that's what makes it dangerous. You know, it's funny. We had this conversation last night and Fred Maxey, who's one of our listeners, uh, and I'm a paraphrase. He kind of said and he agrees. You know, we were talking about this stuff, but he's like, but we don't get so we don't get upset when Cardi B endorses Biden. Like we don't get upset when and I think I might have brought this up. What, what was the strippers from Magic City or strokers or whatever did the boat boat campaign or whatever? It's like, you know, because we, we just assume that none of them are in as informed as they should be. Like you said, there's no way that Lil Wayne read, read the platinum plan. How much do you think Cardi B knows about Kamala and Biden's platform? You know, just because they're black and like, well, they're supporting who the black people support. So uh, Cardi B's right arm is like, as long as you're on our side and you're voting for or speak up for the people we think should win, we don't have a problem with it. Because I don't think Cardi B probably knows any more about uh, politics than Lil Wayne. Maybe not Lil Wayne, because he's always high. He, he is. But. He's always. <laughs> and that, listen, that wasn't an excuse. I just, I've always said that. I always say Lil Wayne is high. He's <laughs> always high. Oh man. I will say this though. You remember the you remember the crap they gave Obama when he met with Common. Common, who has to be like the safest rapper in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yet he gets to meet with a guy who wrote uh F- the police. Fifty Cent, who is like. I mean, notorious. Yes, yes, you know what I'm saying. So it's just, it's, it's crazy. That's awesome, actually. What white man uh, get away with? Ah, uh, man, he might as well meet with NWA. Yeah, I mean, they they can do it. Just just imagine Obama meeting with 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 Lil Wayne, and tell me how that goes on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, are the Lakers meeting with Trump? Do they they do they decide they go? Man, they probably gonna meet with Obama like Golden State did. They met yeah. with Obama. <laughs> or Biden, because uh, by the time the uh, invitations go out, it, it'll be January before they go anyway, right? Yeah. Are the Dodgers gonna meet with them too? I don't know. Uh, that, I, I'm almost. That's what I have to see. Like, anytime there's a championship, I have to see. Like, so what are your stances? Are you meeting with the president? Yes or no? <laughs> okay. As a team, know. yeah, yeah. Like you said, now, now we've gotten to the point where I've got to support a team based on their politics. Crazy, yeah. Maybe that's that's what you know. Sports has never been that 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 deep. So, what you got for us, Rising? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna throw a curveball on it. I I posted a week or two ago about some uh, retired NFL players, and they were just talking about how you know a lot of people think once you sign your contract, boom, you're a millionaire, and the hands come out right. Everybody's like, "Woo, feed us," uh, and everything, and, and trying to figure out how they were going to help and how, you know, who they were going to help and, and where they drew the line. And there was a quote that hit home with me from that post. And it, it said, if we're all happy, we're all broke. Um, especially when you have new money, it's like, you know, you can blow through a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in a year, two years, very, very easily. So as soon as people feel like you got money, the, the hands come out, people, you know, can you help me out with this? Can you help me out with that? And 
you know, we talked a little bit about when you got it, you blow it a little faster. You're just a little more apt to spend it. You know, you ever had that toothpaste uh, tube and, you know, when you first get it new, you stick it on the toothbrush uh, and it's like, you know, you know, all the way across, you know, you might pop a little scoop on the uh, top, that type of thing. But when, when you're down and you roll it and you're having to push uh, into the little nozzle just to get something out, you you know, you can stretch that out for four or five days. And so, <laughs> so you know, you just, you looser with it when you got the money. And so my question to you guys is how do you structure your charity and how do you draw the line on who to help and not to help? Like, who do you choose? How do you choose who you're going to help? Um, so a couple of factors play into this. Um, it's going to depend on uh, what our relationship is like before I was in the position to lend out said money. Uh, and if I've uh, loaned you money before and didn't get it paid back, then uh, I'm not going to ever do it again. So the relationship definitely plays a part, man. I, I used to, um, I go home. I, I know, I know exactly how these football players feel. Cause I don't even have anywhere close to their money, but because you know how it is like, especially when we were younger, if you move away from Mobile, then to a lot of your people back home, you made it. You, you made got it. it. You got it. Yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so when you come home, you got it. So I had a cousin in particular that expected me to just let him borrow money. And this is a guy who never gave me anything, like not even a hookup on a hair. Like he used to cut my hair sometimes. Never even a hookup, like always full price. Never looked out for anybody on anything. Like he he's completely selfish. And he think I'm gonna let him borrow some money, which I know ain't gonna come back to me. Nah, bro. He wound up complaining to my stepdad about it. So it's like it just depends on our relationship, man. I just I actually just loaned some some money out a couple of days ago. Um, because she's somebody that I just really care about in the family and I wanna see her succeed. And I think this would help her. And she she did promise to pay, pay it back. But I think we talked about this on an earlier episode. I don't really loan out what I can't afford. So getting paid back, I'm not going to say it's not important because I do want my money back. But it's not something that I'm going to jeopardize one of my bills for. Like, man, if she don't pay me back, how the hell am I going to pay the mortgage? Like, it's never going to be that type of loan. So uh, I always lend out what I can afford. And... That's that's pretty much the criteria I use, man. Like sometimes what it's for plays in the part. And some people think that's rude to even ask. But I feel like if you're asking me for money. I do have the right to ask what it's for. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, just all those different factors, man, uh, play into me doing that. Well, Buff, buff you, you rich, so it ain't tricking if you got it. Rozzy is the rich one, folks. I just want everybody to know that he is the rich one. Okay. No, I'm I'm very similar. So for one, uh, I'm very particular who I love lend money to. Part of it, a big part of it, is our relationship. But also, secondly, I think a, a big part of it is how you live your life. So if I know that. Byron is coming to me asking me for money. Byron doesn't ask for money. 
So if Byron's coming to me, it, he's exhausted every avenue to get these funds that he could. And it takes a lot for him to come to me. And I know that he takes care of his family. He works hard and stuff like this. So if I had to lend him some money, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think twice about it. And I probably and even to your uh, point, you're like I would ask like everything good. What is it for? Not because I want to get all in your business, but because you might ask for two fifty, but you really need five hundred. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, yo, here's a five. Hit me back when you can, because I know that you're you're gonna have to go depend on somebody else to get another two fifty, and you want to come to me for the whole part. But if you're coming. It's for a reason. It's a great point. You know, like if it's every like there's people like if you ask me, they ask me, there's no questions asked. There's people that ask me for a hundred dollars and I need to know when you're gonna pay me back and stuff like that. If you there's people that ask me for a thousand dollars, you know, like hey dog, you know, everything good, like you need me to come down. Like I'm I'm y'all, like one of y'all like I'm trying to figure out what's going on in your world because I want to be helped. It's not even about the money at this point. It's about like, are you good? You know what I'm saying? And I have family members that way, same way too. And then some people like, I, I would like to get my money back, but I know, especially when it's like $100, $200, when I know this $100, $200 is going to mean more to you than it ever been to me at this point in my life. Because I've had people try to pay me back and I know that they had to, and the fact that they tried to pay me back is big, but I know that that $100, $200, they had to wait two paychecks to get that together which probably meant they had to say this, 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 and this, you know, like we'll, you know, if we got up this weekend, I'll, I can spend a hundred dollars, $200 at the bar between us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it I'm not saying it's not a big thing, but it's just like, it's not going, I'll go spend that on some leisure. Shit. And this $200 is something that's going to make or break your family or make change your d- dynamics of your life. You know, I'm going to take that in consideration based off how you live your life. Like if I look up and you got the the new ones and the new 11s and you ask me for a hundred dollars, like I work hard and I make pretty decent money and I don't got new ones and new 11s. Like how you, how you, how you buying this? How are you living this lifestyle making these type decisions? And you're asking me for money. Like shit happens, you know, like, Hey, you, you need money today. You don't get paid till Friday. Okay. I get it. But when you don't, especially if you don't pay me back, because I got people that ask me, I have, I know people that might call me and ask me for $20 and I'm not even entertaining them right now. <laughs> Just because, <laughs> because it's like, I don't trust what you're doing with this money. I don't, I don't. I feel like you, you just, you have a, a list of people you're trying to go down and get your, you're asking $20 from 10 different people, hoping that you can get five and get a hundred dollars. And I don't know what you're going to do with it. It really doesn't matter, but it's just like, you made, made no attempts to pay me back. Uh, I feel like this 20 for one, I have like a my hierarchy. I rather lend instead of lending you $20, I'd rather lend him, lend him 200 because I know this 200 is going to mean more to him and help him do stuff like he's trying or she's trying to improve their life. So I'm like you said, you're, you're, you're your family member that, Hey, I'll give them money because I know this is going to impact their life. So, so to, I guess to both of you, just to follow up that, how do you, know when to stop like because you know no well i'm just saying like like multiple people so how do you know when's when's too much 
like at the same time or somebody that keeps asking me for? Yeah, like, you know, we talked about those folks who just just got drafted, right? Now everybody's hand out. So you got 20, 30 people, 40 people hitting you up saying, hey, I need this, I need this. What's this? What's this? What's this? Can you help me out with this? Oh, you got a big money grip. What's up? Yeah, and And all of that, like... Like, at what point do you just be like, yo, I'm cutting everybody off. I'm stopping. But put it like this. I've got, say you got a thousand extra dollars just sitting in the bank that you like, okay, cool. I'm going to give it out. And, you know, I can, I can spend that money. That's that extra money. Like Byron said, my bills paid. I got this money over there. And three of your sisters, you know, for me, three sisters, three siblings, a cousin, all of them, y'all grew up together. Same situation-ish, right? They all need it. They need total... Fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. How do you be like? I'm gonna give this sister some, this sister some. Uh, like, where, where do? You, how do you stop it? Like, what, like that's the question. I just, for one, it's not hard for me to stop it. Like, if I got a thousand dollars, it's a thousand dollars. Maybe, maybe depend. Maybe I made that thousand dollars hastily. Maybe, maybe fifteen hundred dollars. Kind of like Byron said, maybe the fifteen hundred dollars is gonna break me, and that extra five hundred is going to change the dynamics of four people. I'll weigh that out. But I'm not going to be like, man, if I don't get this $1,500 back, we ain't going to be able to pay the mortgage. Not about to happen. And I also take into consideration who you are, what you're trying to do, how you've been with your money, especially recently. Because um, people change. You know, like, I haven't always been great with money. I've, You know, I had to learn and stuff like that. So... But when you're making, when you're trying to make a change and you're trying to do better and you're fully committed and it's not all talking, the the proof is in the pudding. Because you said it's four, three people, four people. Yeah, somebody might get a thousand because I know that Rozzy's gonna do this thousand for Rozzy, and he's gonna do what he said he's gonna do with it, and he's 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 turned over every stone rather than you coming to me the last minute. You know, I don't know, man. It, but luckily I'm an asshole too, so Yeah, it's 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 difficult, man. It's it's hard because just watching that that short clip and and I'll we'll share it on the Three Brothers site for everybody that's listening. But um, you know, they were talking about how one of them made a list and it was like if any of these folks come and say, I've got a business plan or I've got this idea and no, hands down, they got it. Uh, but he was like, I'm investing in them to be better. I'm not giving them handouts. He was like, yeah, my mama, my sisters, they take care of. I might put a down payment on my mama's house or whatever. So now she can afford the house, even though it's out of her price range. I'll pay it down enough that she can get a normal mortgage off of that and she can live off of that. Um, but she got a bigger house or whatever. He's like, so I'm going to set them up or I might invest in there. And he's like, nobody ever came with a business plan. He's like, everybody want a handout, but nobody wants to be able to be like, yeah, hey, I'm a, I want to open up this, you know, chicken spot right here on this corner or whatever. He's like, I'll give you consultants if you need to. I'll help you out. I'll do whatever you need to to make sure that that chicken spot works. Uh, but come to me with the plan and we'll get it rocking. He's like, still nobody came to me. And so he's like that. So it was really easy for him to say no when it came for handouts, because when he was there ready to give them kind of a leg up. And 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 changed really changed their life. They weren't they weren't down for that. But so you say that all the time though. I think you because we've seen that that happen where we we've had people like if you're serious about this, put in the work. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've done, even if you watch 
Shark Tank. That's what they do. They like tell me about what you've done. Like I, I, I think of two instances when I gave money. It wasn't even a business plan. It was them trying to prove. Like I had a, a family member who needed to get her teaching license. She had to take the test or something like that. It might it might have been a hundred dollars, two hundred. I don't know how much it was, but she was in that situation. She she was kind of leaving check to check. This this job would increase her income, better her life, and stuff like that. But pay you back. That cool. What did it, let me know that you studied. Let me know when you're ready to take the test and you're registered for the test, and I'll pay for it. No mm-hmm. questions asked because she's like, I'm trying to save. It's going to take me about six months because I'm in this and this and this and this. Like, do these things. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a uh, one of my old co-workers who was trying to be an adjuster. Uh, no, no, she was trying to sell life insurance and she had to take her the test. And something happened where she messed up. Then the test didn't do well. So she had to wait again to save up to pay for the test. I'm like, how much is it? And she told me the amount. And for me, it wasn't a big deal. But I know she works hard, single mother, like bust her ass. And it's like, what's your cash app? Like, I'm sending you the money right now. Like, because mm-hmm. that, but maybe $150 puts you in a new career path that you, that you're able to provide better, better lifestyle for you and your, your son. Cause I've been in those situations where nobody, I, I feel like I couldn't get help if I could just catch a break. Your parents have bailed me out of that before. I remember going to fam. And I think I needed like $500, dollars to get back in school. I don't know how much it was about. And we didn't have it at the time. But your mom was like, "How much is it? All right, here, you take. Can, you, can I pay over the phone? Because she's almost like, "Get me off the phone. What do you need? This dude has had a rough time going, and he just needs a break. And you never know. Sometimes that break is all somebody needs." And I've been blessed enough to have a few people help me. You, your family, people have helped me in those moments where I'm not saying a thousand dollars is chump change, but your family probably go spend a thousand dollars on something and your mama will spend a thousand dollars on an opportunity to start a business that may or may not work. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, that thousand dollars gone. You know, <laughs> you know, but, she will too. Exactly. Cause I know your mom, <laughs> but then it's like, okay, I hope this guy get back in school and, 15 years later, here he is, you know, like whatever. There was a part of me that might've had to leave fam if I wouldn't have got that money. You know, like those are things that you just never know how much that impacts somebody's life. That's, that's basically what I do. Uh, You guys know I'm a big on having a budget and that's, I have a literally line item in my budget for charity uh, that I'm going to give people. And it's, it's when I'm, I don't just give it out willy nilly, but at the same time, it's like if something comes up that piques my interest and I hit them up and be like, Hey, what's your, like you said, what's your cash app? I got you. Like, I want to do this for you. Like that, that is for me, that's my tithe because uh, I ain't gonna lie. I don't pay my tithes. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's what I look at. It's like, I'm going to do charity for people and I want to be direct in what I do. Uh, and so I may just be like, you know, what is it? I got you. Like you said, I'll, I'll pay for that. Don't worry about that. So that's how I try to give back. And I have that line item. And when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. I, you know, those instances where family come and, and it's, it's outside of my normal budget or whatever. Um, I do have to kind of listen away and say, yes, I'm going to spend that extra on it or whatever. Uh, but if it's inside of my little budget or whatever for the month, or I ain't spent it last month. So I got a little bit extra anyway, then cool, whatever, you know, and, and whether it's a loan or not, for me, it's always, I gave them the money. 
Like Byron said, yeah. it, it's not giving away if I need it back. So it's one of those things. I expect it back. I want it back. I'm going to hold you to it that, I, you know, at some point. But it, if it takes you six months, a year to get it back to me, depending on what it was in our relationship, that might be cool. You know. And I, and I think I took your uh, question on as like strictly something to be paid back versus uh, just investing in somebody or just giving them that money because you want to do something good, which my answer is still the same as far as how do I determine because it it depends on that relationship. It depends on, you know, if if you have a business plan or whatever, like how much I believe in that. And like uh first said, it's not hard for me to say no. And like you said, Rosie, like you have that budget. So once whatever that amount is is gone, then that's it. That's all you got, man. But it's important to remember we've all had help at some point. Like Wendell helped me immensely when I first moved up. That dude. I, I, I will yes. never ever forget what that dude did for me, man. So we've all had help along the way. So I definitely don't mind helping people when I can. And as far as like, I know you say at first, sometimes you don't want the money back. And that is true. But for me, I think you said this too. You got to make the effort because then that's a respect. Let me decide. Let me decide. Yeah, that's a respect thing. Don't just assume, uh, like you guys keep joking about the size of my house. Man, Byron got that house. He he good. He don't need his back. No, no, bro. You you don't know what I need. <laughs> let like you like like you said for let me decide if I want it back or not. But you need to at least make that attempt. Because what I've done is in the same way. Like I want because to me. If you if I gave you five hundred dollars a day to start a business or do whatever that and you try to pay me back and I'm like, you know what, dog, you've done a lot, man. I know you really did pay you gotta get you going pay it for it, man. Cause some sometimes I do it because I'm like, that hundred dollar, two hundred dollars is not gonna make or break me. I actually almost forgot about it. What I'd rather you do is next time as your life progresses and somebody asks you for fifty, a hundred, two hundred dollars, you remember this moment. And I don't have that speech, but like I remember this moment where you can do the same thing. Some people I will I will have a revolving two hundred dollars for them. Like, look, it took you six months, and I know this wasn't really a big deal. So that two hundred dollars you loaned me, I mean, I, you I loaned you that you paid me back. Uh, so next time you ask for me two hundred dollars, it's the same two hundred dollars. But uh, it's it. it I feel like you like you at least old you you do owe that you know especially as you get older when you're young and things are just hectic and nigga fifty dollars makes or breaks you because I've been in those days where fifty dollars makes or breaks me but you know as you get older and you become more mature and then you have more responsibility as well you know you're taking money out of other people's mouths out of their kids' mouths out of you know them potentially blessing somebody else because you never because one thing I I, I realize is. If you screw over somebody, you never know how close they were to not lending you something or not lending something, you know, helping somebody else. For I've never wanted to be Fergus. Fergus is a reason I don't help anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't want to be that. You know, um, and I and I've had people. Luckily, I've been. I haven't been burned. I've had some people that borrow money. I'm gonna pay you back Tuesday. They'll they'll borrow money on Thursday, Friday. I wake up. That's back in my account. Like. I got paid early, you know, that makes it easier to loan to other people. But then you have people that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, bottom J's, like you said. Yeah. Like how you, how you, I don't know. But, uh, 
What you got for us, fellas? Let's go ahead and close it out. Closing shots. Hey man, the only thing I got to say is like y'all, like y'all said, uh, when this drops on Monday, uh, it'll be the day before elections. You might be listening to us on your way to the election site, to your polling site, if you haven't voted yet. Go out, vote. Shout out to my dad. Uh, we talk, we laugh a lot about my dad being a lifelong Republican or whatever. But he told me he was like, I, I, I voted for Joe Biden. It was the first time I voted for a Democrat, and so, but he was proud of it. And so, um, I'll shout out to him. Um, with breaking and actually looking at what's going to be better for um, his family, you know, the communities that he grew up in or not grew up in, actually better for the communities he did grow up in, but um, that he raised us in and everything like that and, and, and voting uh, that and Doug Jones. And this was the hilarious part. He was like, yeah, cause I just couldn't um, vote for Auburn coach. Like literally that was his huh. reasoning. For- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, whatever, whatever needed to do, but uh, appreciate it, Dad. So yeah, pr- shout out to him. <laughs> That's what's up. We won't mention, man. We rock with Doug Jones, man. Uh, so I know it's a long shot, but it'll be it'll be real cool to see him get reelected. And we also were talking about loaning out money. So Allison, if you're listening, we know you're making some good money. So just in case. You're like Rizy and you have like this set aside money for charity, size 12, Royal Toll, Retro Ones. And Tab is looking at the Travis Scott Retro Ones, I think size eight, but just get with her and y'all work out the size. But, you know, so if you have that, like Rizy suggested, if you got that extra thousand that you don't mind giving out, you know, size 12, I'll shoot you my address. But other than that, man, I just want to piggyback on the whole vote thing that Rizy just said. I made a post about this as well. To me, it's hustling backwards to just tell everybody to go vote, and it doesn't matter who you're voting for. I care who gets elected. I care who wins. I want Joe Biden to win. So if you're voting for Trump, you can stay your ass home. I ain't, I'm not telling you to go vote. Don't exercise your right this year. You can stay home and just chill and relax. Hey, hey, you know what? Trump got it. He got it. He don't even need you to vote, man. Go on, stay home and kick back. He going to win. Everybody else who vote for Biden, we need you to go all out there. All right. I'm not telling you to go vote and it doesn't matter who you vote for. That's hustling backwards to me. And I don't do hustling backwards. Stay your ass home. I appreciate that. And I'm going to keep it with the voting thing. Uh, you may or may not know, like I'm taking off Wednesday. Like I just I don't feel like being bothered. Part of me is thinking about taking off Tuesday as well, especially with the recent stuff going on in Texas. And I might go uh, help protect the polls. Like I'm, I'm still debating about that. Like, um, because I really feel like these guys have been emboldened, and I would hate for somebody like my mother or whatever to be walking to the polls and be nervous because there's somebody out there that's going to make her feel uncomfortable about what she's about to do. And um, but at the same time, I always got to think about my well-being because this. There's a part of me thinks it can, it can, it might get crazy Tuesday. It might get crazy Tuesday. So I'll keep y'all posted, but I'm definitely taking off Wednesday. Speaking of, we will be recording Wednesday. We're going to have uh, the other half of PE joining us. So if you haven't listened to them, please check out Politically Entertaining. We're going to have Frank on with us, Frank Turner. Uh, I can't wait to wait for the episode. Um, 
So listen out for us. Anything else, fellas, before we jump off? Uh, nah, man. Gonna be tuned in to Tuesday, though. We will be tuned in to Tuesday. So three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. And hopefully when you hear this, we will have a new president of the United States of America.